Vintage Stamps and Travels at the Emerald Public Library. I'm your host and intergenerational programmer, Michelle. All summer, I'll be taking you around the world as we visit nine different countries. Each week, we will hear a traditional tale from a new country and learn a little bit about where that tale comes from. For pictures, puzzles, or to follow along, you can download our companion booklet or visit the library for a copy to take home. This week, we're visiting Spain, where we'll hear our final tale of this series. I hope you've enjoyed your summer with me, and I hope you enjoy our last story. Now, in Canada, when a child loses a tooth, they're thought to be visited by the Tooth Fairy. In exchange for the tooth, the Tooth Fairy leaves a gift, such as money. In Spain, children are visited by something a little bit different. Instead of a fairy, they are visited by a mouse. And this leads us to today's tale. Many years ago, there lived a king. He was known as Bubby the First. King Bubby was very kind to children, and mice especially. For children, he built a factory for making dolls and cardboard horses so there would be more toys to play with. And for the mice, he made laws to stop cats from catching them. He also forbade the use of mouse traps. Now, Bobby began to reign when he was very young. He was only six years old. Of course, since he was only six, his mother helped a lot in the early years of him being king. And Bobby was a darling little boy. On special days, he would wear his crown of gold and embroidered robes. The gold of his crown was no brighter than his golden hair. One day, The king was eating his breakfast of bread and milk. As he ate, one of his teeth began to wiggle. There was a great fuss, and the court doctors arrived in a hurry. All the doctors agreed that his majesty had begun to change his teeth. Soon, his baby teeth would all be replaced by adult teeth. The court doctors decided that they should pull out the loose tooth. So the oldest of the court doctors tied a bit of red silk around the tooth and gave it a pull. This is kind of like when you've had a loose tooth and your parents tie a string around it, slam a door closed. So it felt kind of like that, and the king made a face, and his tooth came right out. It was as round and as white as a pearl. Then there was another fuss about deciding what to do with his tooth. Bobby's mother was a very wise queen, and she was also loyal 
to old customs. So she decided that the king would write a polite letter and put the tooth in an envelope under his pillow. This has always been the proper thing to do ever since the world began. Rattanchino Perez always left a lovely present in its place. King Bubby did not enjoy writing this letter. He was only six, after all. But he managed to write a nice letter in the end, and he barely got any ink on himself, only on all of his fingers, the tip of his nose, his left ear, and his right shoe. He went to bed very early that evening and ordered that all of the lights should be left on in his room. He put the envelope under his pillow and sat up in bed. He was determined to stay awake so that he could see Radanchito Perez. He would wait all night if he had to. Perez seemed to take forever, so the little king began to write a speech for when he would finally arrive. After a while, Bobby was doing everything he could to stay awake, but he could no longer fight sleep. His eyes grew heavy, his head began to droop, and he sank down into his pillow. Suddenly, he awoke because something was tickling his forehead. Right in front of him, standing on the pillow, was a tiny little mouse. The mouse was very peculiar. He wore a straw hat and slippers and big gold glasses, and he carried a red satchel across his back. King Booby stared at him in an astonishment. The mouse noticed that his majesty was awake, so he took off his hat and made a very low bow, waiting to be spoken to. But the king said nothing. He was so excited that he had forgotten the entire speech he wrote. Finally, he managed to get some words out and said, Good night. Perez answered with a bow and said, Sweet dreams. These words broke the ice. Soon, the king and the mouse became best of friends. It was easy to see that Perez was used to polite society. He had perfect manners. He was very well-read and could talk about many subjects. He had traveled through all the pipes and drains of the capital. He had even visited the royal library. Just in this one library, he had read three books this week. He talked about his family as well. He had two daughters who were grown up and living alone, Adelaide and Elvira. He also had a son named Adolphus. He was the youngest and preparing to leave home next year. He was studying diplomacy in the drawer where the Minister of State kept all of his classified notes. Perez didn't say much about Mrs. Mouse. His Majesty listened to everything very intently. Occasionally, he put out his hand to try to catch Perez by the tail. Each time he tried, 
the mouse gave a sort of whisk and placed his tail out of reach. Somehow, Perez managed to do this without ever seeming rude. It was getting late, but the king was so invested in this conversation that he didn't notice. Soon, Perez the mouse cleverly hinted that he had to leave. He mentioned that he still had to fetch the tooth of another boy tonight. It wasn't far away, but the journey was rather difficult. Near the house, a wicked cat named Don Pedro lived. The king wanted to go too. He started to beg for Perez to take him. Perez thought about this carefully. As he thought, he twisted his whiskers. This was a big responsibility. Plus, he still had to go back to his house to fetch the present for the boy. The king said, Oh, I would love to see your home. This flattered Perez so much that he offered to make him a cup of tea at home before taking him on his next stop. Perez lived under a grocer's shop. He had chosen the perfect spot near a big pile of Gruyere cheeses. This way, it was always easy to supply the family with breakfast, dinner, and tea. King Bowie jumped out of bed and began to get dressed. He was so excited to see this house. Suddenly, Perez hopped onto his shoulder and put the tip of his tail into the king's nose. The king sneezed really hard. Achoo! As he sneezed, he turned into the most darling little mouse that you ever did see. He was soft and shiny, with tiny emerald eyes. Perez took him by the paw and disappeared with him down a tiny hole under the bed. The king hadn't even known that this hole was in his room. It had always been hidden by the carpet. The way was dark and sticky, but they scampered along. Sometimes Perez stopped at some crossway and looked about before going on. The journey began to frighten the king. He could feel shivers right through to the tip of his tail. He knew he was afraid, but he remembered something that his mom would always tell him. Fear is natural. To conquer it is to be courageous. So, he would be brave and not let himself stay frightened. King Bubby heard a loud noise. It sounded like dozens of buses passing overhead. Trying not to be afraid, he whispered to Perez, Is this where Don Pedro lives? Perez the mouse shook his tail no and carried on. After going down a gentle slope, they came to a big cellar. Now the cellar was surprisingly warm and smelled of cheese. Behind a pile of Gruyere, they found the biscuit tin it was also known as the home of the Perez family. Here, they lived happily. Ratanchito Perez introduced the king as a foreign tourist visiting the capital. The family welcomed him cordially. The two Miss Mouses were visiting on their lunch break from work, and Mrs. Mouse was embroidering a beautiful cap for her husband. She sat by a bright fire made of raisin stalks. 
this happy family party delighted King Bubby. Adelaide and Elvira, the daughters, made tea and poured out some into teeny tiny cups. They enjoyed music and stories. Adelaide sang. Elvira recited a story about a little mouse who was ill of fever and a naughty kitten who wanted to pounce on him. Then their son came home from the jockey club. There, he had been playing cards with mice from the foreign embassies. King Bobby would willingly have stayed here forever. However, Perez had slipped away without him noticing. Now, he returned, saying it was time to head out. He held his satchel on his back and said his goodbyes. Mrs. Mouse gave him a kiss on each cheek. Adelaide put out a paw half-heartedly. Elvira, on the other hand, aggressively shook his hand. The sun gushed over him. He accompanied the king and Perez right to the door. He offered to introduce the king at the polo club. The king thanked him. Although he thought Perez's son was a smart mouse, he also found him really boring. Bubby and Rattancino Perez began their scamper with such a quality of precautions that the king was astonished. In front of them was a regiment of ferocious mice. They carried fine needles as bayonets. Behind them, there was a second regiment. They also carried needles. Perez confessed that he would not have undertaken this expedition without these soldiers to protect the young monarch. Suddenly, King Bobby saw the guard in front had disappeared down a small glowing hole. This was the moment of danger. Radanchito Perez slowly wagged his tail from side to side. He cautiously stuck his head through the hole. He looked all around. Then he took two steps back. He paused. Suddenly, Perez grabbed the king's paw and dashed through the hole. They crossed a giant kitchen. Then they disappeared through another hole on the opposite side. By the fireplace, in the glow of the fire, lay an enormous cat. This cat was the dreadful Don Pedro. His great whiskers heaved up and down as he breathed. The guards silently formed up from hole to hole, bayonets at the ready. They protected the king's route from the sleeping cat. It was all very imposing. An old woman sat in a chair, her knitting unfinished on her lap. Like the cat, she'd fallen asleep. Having made it through the hole, all that was left was to get upstairs. This is where the little boy lived. Everything was open in his room, which was full of cracks and droughts. King Bobby scrambled onto the arm of a seatless chair. It was the only chair in the room. From it, he saw a picture of poverty, like he'd never seen before. The sloping roof joined the floor, so on one side, you couldn't even stand upright. Through the halls, cold air came in. Icicles hung from the roof. The 
only other furniture was a bed of straw and rags in the corner and an empty bread basket. The boy and his mother were lying fast asleep in the bed of straw. Rodoncito Perez drew nearer, taking the king by the paw. As they got closer, they could see the boy huddled up against his mother for warmth. This made the king so upset that he began to cry. Why had he never known that people were so poor? How had no one mentioned that children were hungry and had to sleep on these horrid beds? He didn't want any blankets on his cot until every child in his kingdom had plenty to keep them warm. Redanchito Perez brushed away the king's tears with his paw. He tried to comfort the king. He showed him the bright gold coin he brought to put under the boy's pillow in exchange for his first lost tooth. Just then, the boy's mother awoke. She sat straight up and looked at her little boy, who was still asleep. The sun was beginning to rise. She had to go earn some money by washing clothes in the river. The king and Ratachito Perez knelt so that they would not be seen. So did the soldier mice, who were waiting in the empty bread basket. The journey home was silent. They were all preoccupied. After half an hour, the king was back home. Ratanchito Perez once again put the tip of his tail into King Bobby's nose. King Bobby sneezed. Achoo! Afterwards, he found himself back in his warm little bed. His mom's arms were around him, and the queen woke him in the same way that she always did, with a kiss. At first, he thought that the knight's adventure had all been a dream, but he checked under his pillow for his letter. It was gone! Instead, he found a case with the Order of the Golden Fleece in diamonds. This is the greatest honor that a king can receive. The little king paid no attention to his beautiful present. He leaned on his elbow and was lost in thought. Then, he asked the queen in a very solemn voice, Mama, why do I have everything I want? But there are poor children who do not even have warmth. The queen answered, because being a king is being the oldest brother. Do you understand? The king shook his head. Well, you have everything so that your younger brothers will want for nothing. King Bobby understood now and said, I didn't know this before. He shook his head and thought of ways to share everything he had. King Puppy grew up to be a great ruler. He provided well for those in his kingdom. He died as a very old man. When this happened, a large funeral was held. Many of the children that he had acted as an older brother towards showed up and promised to carry on his legacy. As did their children. I hope you enjoyed our final travel destination and the tale of Perez the Mouse. If you enjoyed following along with us, 
you can listen to our tales over and over on your favorite podcast host. Or come check out what folktale books you can find at the library.